Welcome to another episode of Atlas Analysis. Today, we're joined by Adrian Cornejo once again. Welcome, Adrian. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I have a little bit of a cold, uh, so I hope you guys don't get annoyed at the sound of my cold voice. But, you know, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, Adrian, what, who, who are we talking about today? What group? Yeah, man. So we're talking about uh, the Jalisco New Generation Cartel, uh, also known as the CJNG. Obviously, you know, it's super annoying with the J and the G. I always get mixed up there. But but yeah, so we're, we're talking about them. So they're one of Mexico's largest cartels right under the Sinaloa cartel. And yeah, they've been, they've been making the waves in Mexico for the last decade. So they've been causing quite a scene. Uh, oh, I've heard yeah. bits about them before. They're not the cartel I know the most about, but mm-hmm. they certainly come up in the news. If you pay any attention to cartels, they do some pretty out there things for sure like especially with their methods and everything they're some real crazy guys they really are so um let's kick off with a brief history it's pointless asking our normal breakaway question of what kind of group is this we all know what cartels are they have one ideology in mind and it's drug money so let's yeah usually jump straight into the history how did how did all this happen yeah, for sure. So, so the CJNG uh, annoyingly went under a couple different names. So it's sometimes hard to keep track of like when they were this and when they were not. So, so they first appeared in uh, 2009. Um, they went under the name of Los Matacetas. That was like their real emergence as like their own type of thing. They acted as an armed wing of the Sinaloa cartel. But before that, their base, base, base history was within the Millennial Cartel. So they, they emerged how a lot of cartels do, and they emerged under a power vacuum. So the Millennial Cartel split into, into two different groups, one of them called the Resistance, and the other one's called the Twisted Ones. The Twisted Ones were what then became the CJNG. So the Resistance part of that group, the Resistance Splinter Group, designated that name, the Twisted Ones, to them because they believed that the CJNG uh, gave away their leaders' information to authorities, which they then blamed them for that. So there was a big split in that in that time. Um, so the current leader of the CJNG is at large. No one really knows where he's at. Um, the U.S. and Mexican authorities are offering millions of dollars for his capture, like anything that can lead to his capture. They began operating under the name Los Matacetas, which in English means Zeta killers. So like I said, they were under an armed wing of the Sinaloa cartel. So they work with the Sinaloa cartel to fight against the, the, uh, the Zetas cartel, which was another huge, huge, huge group within Mexico that was obviously opposed to the Sinaloa cartel. And, and then later on, the CJNG would actually be recognized as it is now. And in 2011, 2010, 2011, they would make their first declaration of war which this was against all the other Mexican gangs, even though at this time they were still uh, working with the Sinaloa cartel. So the way they did this was by um, launching a huge attack. So on September 20th, 2011, 35 bodies were discovered in two separate vehicles in Veracruz. And they claimed that all of these bodies were members of Los Zetas, but this is not true people investigated into this and it seems like most of these people were just normal citizens. A couple of them had like minor, you know, criminal history, but nothing like too, too, too serious. 
And uh, yeah, so they basically said that they're here because they want to fight criminal. They want to fight uh, kidnappers and murderers and all these things, even though at the same time they were still pushing drugs and still killing and murdering. So a bit of a hypocrisy there, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, this group has been on its rise now for a little while now. In 2017, they cut off their allyship with the Sinaloa cartel and became their own cartel on its own with no ties really to the Sinaloa. So yeah, that's how they started off and they've been making their, their rounds through Mexico for a while now and they became arguably the second largest cartel in all of Mexico right under the Sinaloa cartel. So if anything kind of differentiates them from the other cartels, what would it be? So to be honest, when it comes to cartels, there's not a whole lot of differentiations that you can make between them because they all have a pretty similar goal in mind. However, what you can obviously say about a group like this and other cartels is that they are very, very, very big. Like they're, they're extremely huge cartel. They, there's not exact, exact numbers on how many members they have. It's estimated around like 35,000 of around 50,000 members, which is quite a large amount. Um, but something that actually does make them stand out from other ones is that they're very hierarchical. Like they have a very like centralized structure. So that's what they do to like, you know, prevent internal alliances and things like that. So they have like generals and like top leaders and things like that. So they're way more coordinated than the average cartel is. And, you know, something else that we can get into is how militarized they are. They're one of the most militarized groups in Mexico and they operate a lot as a paramilitary group instead of just some street gang. It's terrifying hearing that uh, 50,000 people like that. That's an army. For sure. Yeah, it's it's a large amount. And funny enough, well, not funny, but tragically enough, the cartels are the fifth largest employer in all of Mexico. So, you know, someone like that, it's really hard to combat whenever, you know, it's the one of the biggest employers in all of your country. It's really hard to fight against that. And it probably brings in more money than a lot of other higher industries on that list as well. No, for sure. So let's get into the methodology. Uh, what makes what makes this slot stand out? So something when obviously when everyone hears about a cartel, they hear about the violence and all of these things. And something about this, the CJNG is that they are unequivocally one of the most violent groups we've ever seen. They will kill almost anyone that opposes them. That happens to be journalists, politicians, police officers, ex-police officers, civilians, other cartel members and They'll do this in like a myriad of different ways. So, you know, everyone has heard about the brutal, you know, beheadings and, you know, the, the cartels have become really big for their um, online executions. And the CJNG is another group that does that all the time. So there's a lot of videos online of, of them just beheading people, hanging people off of bridges, you know, hanging journalists off of bridges, you know. So whenever we're talking about these guys, it can't be stressed enough just how violent they are. And it's it's definitely a little more, um, they definitely stand out a little more for their violence compared to other groups because they're just so indiscriminate with their attack. Thanks for listening to this preview. If you want to listen to the full episode, along with many other exclusive ones, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash modern insurgent. You'll find the rest of our Atlas Analysis episodes on there exclusively. Thank you.